welcome to episode 16 of Everyone is Everything. Today, I talked to Ola and Jerry from the Swedish progressive band ACT. I would say easily in my top five all-time bands. Um, it's one of those bands that I found, I remember hearing for the first time and then just breaking my brain. It was about 2006, so what, 17 years ago, something like that. Um, and then going back through the discography and increasing my broken brain by just being blown away every time. Um, they're almost impossible to describe. So I, I try to make them do it. And we go into a lot of things about creativity and just um, consistency in that pursuit so i think these are practical and usable things even if you're not a prog fan but if you are listen to them because they're one of the most underrated bands that has ever existed as far as i'm concerned um and listen to last epic start with last epic the album and then go from there um but that is it so enjoy episode 16 with ola and jerry of act We are all good. Good to go. Zoom is on our side today, which is great. Uh-huh. Um, First time for me, actually, with Zoom. I've never tried this before. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and I, I picked Zoom as like the platform because it it's somewhat more common because there's so many options, but it's it's a finicky. It likes to play yeah. little tricks. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So we'll keep an eye out, but we're starting strong that we can all hear and see each other. So yeah yeah uh well first and foremost thank you guys for your time and being on um i'm really excited because i i'm personally a fan um so i appreciate that thank you very much for having us here um so the i i remember because i i heard you guys i i felt like i was a latecomer but i heard you when silence came out um you know i think you it was streaming uh puppeteers or something on the inside out website and uh i heard you guys for the first time and i think i just put it repeat 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 like kept playing it this is before like the streaming services and i was just my brain broke i remember just being absolutely blown away um but uh i unfortunately i don't think a lot of my listeners probably know you guys and which is one of the main reasons I was like, well, we got to talk for me. And so I can share more of as much as I can with my little reach. So, and I, I hate to go cliche question right off the bat, but could you describe a little bit of like what you are? Like, what's the sound? What's the vibe? Like if you had to explain it, cause I've always had trouble explaining it, to be honest, when I'm trying to explain what you guys do. Yeah, well, you're not alone in that. Yeah, because we have problems ourselves by explaining. We can name a few bands and, well, how, how can we describe acts music? I would say it's a huge combination. We don't have any rules whatsoever when it comes to music. Uh, either Ola and me, when we present a new song, 
it can be, we, we never know what, what kind of style it would be. So it's always uh, very exciting to hear what we have come up with. So it can be reggae and, you know, backbeat tune, and it can be hard rock. It can be really progressive, complicated uh, with time signatures. Uh, but we always focus on melody. Uh, that's mm. the main thing. That's what we, you know, really aiming at to get a, a great melody out of it. But uh, other than that, what, what can you say, Ola, to describe our music? It's all, all over the place. Yeah, but I think for somebody who hasn't heard us and uh, would like, to, I would say we're somewhere in between, uh, would you say, Electric Light Orchestra and Dream Theater? Somewhere. That's actually really that, well put. Yeah, even if it doesn't feel like a fair description, I, I think that's uh, what people can relate to. Right, and, and uh, maybe, and and if you put some jellyfish into it, and mm. and I mean, both me and Jerry have listened a lot to Beatles and uh, Tennessee and those bands as well. And I think right. you, you hear hear a lot of that in in it as well. Well, and it's it's interesting that you said all those bands, and because uh, it as you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, 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 of course, of course, of course. And I'm just going to make a quick side note and say that I'm so glad you mentioned Jellyfish because I absolutely, I fell in love with them, but I heard them way after I had heard you guys. So you guys were already in like my top five. And then I heard, you know, Spilt Milk and I was like, oh no, I didn't like, I love that there's, you don't really find a lot of um, bands that, in my opinion, that capture that, like that can go super upbeat, uplifting but then like turn dramatic and melodic, but keep the hooks the whole time. So, um, and they're funny know. too. Oh, they're funny too. Right. Yeah. Like that's like the silliness and somehow mixing like relatable concepts of like human lives, people, because you guys, it seems, and you do it too. Cause it seems like a lot of your albums, you put people in weird situations, but they're people like people that you can relate to. Is there an intention, I think, to kind of go with those like human elements in your music? Yeah, it was especially, especially in the beginning. We, you know, we started out and everybody called us a progressive or symphonic rock band. And uh, we were like, yeah, well, maybe we are, but we, we won't sing about dragons and uh, castles, you know, the old, you know, yes thing and maybe genesis in some of but so we know we want to do uh, songs about like exactly what you said about ordinary people and putting ordinary people in uh, weird situations and stuff we like that you know to get a good laugh and uh, some there's some kind of intelligence behind it as well you know to, to think like that right yeah yeah, that's that that makes a lot of sense for for what you guys do. And it, what you said before kind of piqued my interest as well, because you say you don't know where the song is going to go. Um, so I wonder and, and then you said, you know, but you did have an intention of not doing certain things like that, like doing the, the Storm the Castle song over and over again. But so where's the balance when you create something since you guys have been creating art for so long? 
like between your intention saying, Hey, you know, this is what my plan is versus letting it kind of unravel itself. You know, there's gotta be some kind of balance between the two. Uh, are you thinking music wise or lyric wise? Well, I mean, either way, either way, just like when, a, when you start a song, I mean, musically, do you kind of let it happen on its own and then lyrically you have intention or is it just a free for all? Well, it differs uh, for, uh, I mean, we're working right now, we're in the middle of this EP, uh, a quartet of um, that was something that me and Ola just discussed that uh, after the Circus Pandemonium album, which was an, uh, an epic album, what's called, uh, um, can't hit the wall, I can't find the word, concept, concept, concept album, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. So uh, then we wanted to do something new and we tried this, uh, these four EPs. Why don't we do one big picture like yeah, a, a huge picture and and put out like a puzzle. Mm -hmm. So you can only say the first EP is like, I'm, I'm just saying that we're always planning stuff before we go into the studio or to make a new project. Mm -hmm. So this was this project that we were working, uh, that we are working on right now, that we are going to do the first musical puzzle, you know, ever, you know, like, mm -hmm. You will see it when you get the fourth uh, EP. You will get right. the whole picture of it. But that's the way we work. And we do it on a lot of our older albums as well. Let's do a long one to say, mm -hmm. okay, what should this be about? Well, the first mm -hmm. album we had personalities. Right. You know, it's a wide, you can write so much about personalities. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that goes with the music as well. So. If we're starting this this epic with a, with a little intro, you know, a, a little nice little tune, then we think, oh, we got to do something fast here. Okay, second song, we do it fast. And, right. you know, it, it's a great progress when you write songs because you get really eager to go on and mm -hmm. make different stuff all the time. Right. I, I think... Um... It's funny because when we did the last epic, which is uh, 20 years ago now, we said this will be the last time we do a concept. And we, we broke that rule just a couple of years later, I think, when mm -hmm. we were doing Silence. And again, we were doing a concept song at the end. And then we do, did Circus Pandemonium once again, a concept. And now we're doing a concept again. I think... I think it's just how we work. We we need to have some sort of start with we we yeah we start with a theme. We start with images in our heads, and those images become something that we brainstorm around, and we get lots of ideas from it, both musically and lyrically. And I think that's just become our process now, actually. And yeah. uh, I think that we, we, we are having a hard time just to write uh, simple uh, one-off songs. Right. It needs to be in a bigger context. Right. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, it, I, it makes sense too, because, you know, to it's almost that you're just acknowledging the theme. Because I feel like a lot of bands, if they really looked at their 12-track their song that is all different, you could probably find 
some way to connect a lot of these dots, you know, cause you're, you're in that same headspace and you're recording and you're, you're, ex, you know, exploring these, these ideas. At least I, I like that you guys, you know, focus that and say, okay, here's the thing. Now let's put it in a context of a circus or a context of personalities or, or, or a kind of apocalyptic thing with this new, <laughs> Uh, so it's like you put it into a, a story and then that kind of funnels your art in that direction, which I, that's what I'm hearing. And I really like that because I feel like a lot of, you, you kind of get a lot of, it, it kind of has uh, more legs to like, it has more, more to chew on as a listener. Mm, absolutely. The first idea of the long ones came actually from the Beatles uh, Road album. You know, the beast, I think it's the B side on that with all those little short snippets. Mm. Uh, so it wasn't the inspiration didn't come from uh, Genesis or uh, we have never written, you know, like a huge song. Well, we did actually when we first met a 23 minute long song, mm. but we got rid of that. We, we wanted, you know, to people to I want to hear the third part of the long mm. one, you know, so you could pick that out. So right. uh, it will never get boring. That's right. That's the deal with act. You shouldn't get bored listening to us. You know, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I definitely don't think you guys have come off boring at any point. The minute you think you know what's going on, you guys will turn, but you still put those hooks in that in my head, and uh, you know, I think that's kind of one of those things that gets left off, you know, and I, I was thinking this lately because I, I I listen to, you know, I'll go on Spotify and I'll pick like new release metal or I'll find like a prog playlist of like new, new stuff. And as much as I like a lot of, you know, I can appreciate a good atmosphere and a good soundscape and I, I really can. I, I'm finding a lot of bands in the progressive scene have kind of left rips, left riffs behind left hooks behind and they'll just do like kind of rhythmic you know gent chugging stuff and then layer over it and layer over it and i'm like yeah and I, it sounds great i'm like this sounds cool it's a cool sound but then i have, i'm not singing it i don't go back to it and i feel like you guys definitely have that element where it's like i don't there's some of your songs that I'm, will just, I'm sure will come up in my brain on my deathbed. Like they're so deep into my, the hook is so deep. So do you think that, you know, writing riffs and, and hooks and, and like you said earlier, melodies, all those things are important when kind of constructing a, a song. I think what we, was, yeah. yeah. Well, I think we come from, we don't come from, from that place. Um, um, listening to metal or gent. As we said in the beginning, we have listened to Beatles, Jellyfish, uh, Tennessee. It's all about the melodies and the vocals. So I think that's pretty much where it starts. It can start with a riff as well, of course, but mm. at the end of the day, when we're, when a song is like uh, finished and we listen to it, we we will try to focus on the bits that that have the best melodies and right. yeah, the vocals and the choirs. That's the most important things. Right. And with that being said, how do you know when the song is finished? You're writing a song, you sit with it probably for however long you have to. And how do you know when that, 
when you're like, this is done? Because it could be an unending thing. Yeah, and I think the process have uh, changed. Uh, when we were younger, younger and we rehearsed more, we kind of did the songs more together in the in the rehearsal room. And we knew when the song was finished. Nowadays, we do demos and we listen to the demos, everybody, and we have uh, opinions about it. Uh, so I think nowadays the songs are more or less done when the rest of the guys hear it and it's just arrangements and before that we we i don't know what do you say jerry i, I think yeah. the process have changed a mm. bit yeah but you just feel it you know uh, we've done it for since we were kids almost mm. <laughs> no but you know you you can, can feel it be, it. yeah sorry i yeah. forgot the main question but can yeah it be when, when you start to get bored okay then you know yeah. then you know it's either finished or not good enough mm. right okay that's an interesting dynamic to try to have to decide on are you done or are you trash <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow um so and you know it's interesting because being a creative person, especially within music, um, you know, you have, you have the writing process, you have the recording process, you have live performances, all of which have kind of different energies connected to them. Is there any element of like, which one of those that you really gravitate towards? Like, are you love writing? Cause I remember when I was more active musically, I loved the writing. I loved writing it, but once I got in the studio, I'd get frustrated and live. I was just always, it was always in my own head and I was a lot younger, but I loved the writing. I loved that energy of like seeing something sprout out of nothing. Um, is there any, you know, do you find that those different elements are all equally important to you or do you really love one or the other? For me personally, I like them all, but the writing process is just incredible because you never know when it when it happens you know i just sit here with my keyboard banging and playing you know shit mm -hmm. and uh but sometimes it just bam you stop at something you know here, here's something and you play it like 20 times and it still works and you and you immediately i start to uh, um, record it uh, directly you know and I do a basic melody over it, and then I let it go. And then I come back the day after, and if it still, you know, grabs me like the way when I wrote it the first time, then I know I have something here. Is it the same with you, you Ula? Yeah, <clears throat> I, absolutely. It's like that. Yeah, I always found it interesting when I played a lot that. I would kind of tell myself that even when moments I didn't feel like playing, I'd be like, I don't know what's going to happen when I pick the guitar up. Like anything can happen. Like I, I might be like, oh, I, I don't feel like it or whatever. It's like there, there could be something there that changes. And then you get in that zone and you're just creating. And this, you know, this can go because a lot of people that listen to this podcast, it's not always exclusively music, of course. Uh, and this goes for creating anything anything you're making like once you you just getting in the the pool of creativity is like when the stuff starts so picking up the instrument or the paintbrush or the the pencil whatever it is you know yeah it can yeah, come i think yeah, yeah sorry 
Yeah, I think what, what, whatever you do, um, you should do it, uh, has, have it as a routine. Do it just for 10 minutes or 15 minutes every day. Just write and don't care too much about how it sounds or if it's good or bad. Record it if you kind of like it and just keep doing that. And by day 100, you have 100 ideas to listen back to and some, some of it will be good and some you can continue to work on. So. That is exactly the way uh, Benny Anderson in ABBA actually works. He, he sits there by the piano each and every day, you know, between nine to <clears throat> five every day. And he says the same thing, you know, it can go months, nothing happens. And then it just, but I'm there. He says that, like that. That's I'm actually how, how I need to do it. If I, if I sit for um, like two hours every once every month, nothing will come out. Absolutely mm -hmm. nothing. And that's how I used to do it. And that's why I didn't come up with anything. So nowadays I sit for uh, 20 minutes every evening, just write, record it. And then I forget about it and listen back after a month or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think... I know I, I've written loads and loads of um, melodies and main riffs in act in, in the car, actually. So it's great with this thing nowadays. So I, I, for some reason, I always come up with the melodies when I'm, when I'm driving or something like that. And I just like Shh, to the family, I've got something right. to sing, you know, sing it. So then I bring yeah, it back home. Maybe you're... I think your brain's relaxing. It's not yeah. focusing on doing something that should be good. So mm. that's probably why. Yeah, and that's that's why I think people come up with ideas in the shower. You hear that all the time. I had an idea in the shower. It's because you can't do anything. I mean, your your mind is free to roam. Yeah. And you know, and if you can put that to something active, like uh, create something creatively active, like an instrument, who knows what's going to come out? You mm. know. You might end up with last epic. You know what I mean? Like that stuff happens by just touching the instrument and letting it. And it's interesting to see how you've developed too. Like noticing, hey, it works better for me when I do it like this. Like when you come up with a routine, because I think that's a big thing. It's almost like experimenting with your own brain. You're like, all right, today I'm going to try to, like you could say, today I'm going to try the 20 minutes first thing in the morning instead of at the evening and see if that yeah. feels different. And then trying things and trying your new routines and then finding one that works and exploring. I mean, it's, the, it's exactly the same thing with uh, practicing. You, you do it every day, just over and over again, even if it's boring. And when you have a live gig, you will know all the songs. Mm -hmm. You don't have to practice. If, if you do like trying to uh, get the songs right one week before, you're doomed. You mm. you will play lots of errors during the the show. Right. That that's how it works for me anyway. That makes sense. Um, speaking of live gigs, uh, I you know have you first of all have you guys played the states ever? Never. No. Uh, oh, I, this is quite a strange, funny little story about the states when it comes okay. to act. Okay. We were offered a gig back into. Uh, well, forget about the the date and but we were for the gig a long time ago. Uh, but when 
exactly during those dates, our singer Herman uh, was getting married. Okay, so we had to postpone, you know, like, yeah, we'll, they call, we call it, they call again. And they called uh, the year after. Uh, but this time, during these dates that we were supposed to play, Herman was having his, his first baby. <laughs> so we wow. had to, oh, thanks, but no thanks. We can't go over it. And then it took like all the way to 2020. So, and then they uh, called us from Prague Stock, I think. Mm. I, I don't remember. Yeah. And then the pandemic came. Mm. So uh, three times, you know? Right. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Yeah, I was... I was wondering that because I, I mean, I go, I always go to the Prague Power Festival. So it's, it's a little bit more metal, but there's a lot of, they still have a lot of other Prague bands there. And the, I always watch other Prague festivals announcing in the States. And I'm like, how has that not happened? <laughs> like, so now at least it makes sense yeah. how that has not happened. Yeah. 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 Um, so speaking of live gigs and I don't, I, I, I tend to, uh, just kind of shoot from the cuff on this this podcast i I have notes but i I really just try to see where the conversation goes and as you were talking about live performing i haven't done it in a very long time it was high school and college i was in metal bands and all that but i recall one time um i mean a couple times weird things would happen like i would forget a song i just forgot the opening riff or something but another time I, i i recall i was doing the the circle headbang thing that you do, you know, uh, not you, but you know, <laughs> and uh, I got my hair caught on the the guitar headstock Ouch. for the rest of the song. Like there was no way out. Like I just had to finish the song. It was like a thrash metal song too. So there was no stopping my hand. So I just did that for the entire time. Um, is there any like weird mishaps or any weird stories about playing live that you have? Oh, yes, there are quite a few. Eula, can you tell him about the Peter thing, the bass? Yeah, when, you, when you told me about the hair, I, uh-huh. I thought about Peter because we both me and him used to have really long hair. Mm-hmm. And he, we were staying at the same side back in the days, and he used to get stuck in my guitar. Oh. So I sometimes I had his hair on the <laughs> tuners after right. the gig. But that wasn't the story you were thinking about. Um, we had on one occasion we played uh, in a town here in Sweden. Um, it was uh, one of the strangest uh, gigs we have ever done. I think there were two persons in the audience. Um, this was back the, in '95 or '96 or something. Yeah, yeah. one of the guys was uh, all dressed in a white tuxedo uh, and with a long beard and the other guy was uh, a guy from Finland who who just was standing in the audience screaming in Finnish and um, in the middle of the gig he just jumps up at the stage and he grabs Peter's bass and starts chewing on it what with his with his teeth so there was big bite marks uh, on the back of his uh, very expensive bass. So he wow, you got to have really a... Pr- yeah, nobody have... knew why he did it. And then he yeah. jumped off the stage again. And, uh, 
there's wow. been there's been loads of those stuff you know herman our singer he he's really active on stage he's uh, like freddie mercury on steroids like mm. so in some occasions when we were playing a tour with saga uh, out in europe um he fell off the stage you know mm. just you know really high stage it, it didn't see it but fell down to the audience and stuff like that so oh, wow. it's been loads of stuff it's yeah. really wild yeah yeah because i mean you're you're out there then there's no there's like you said there's no hiding the mistakes but there's also no hiding and you just have to kind of roll with it you know you kind of get to do a lot of other things behind the scenes but it's always fun to kind of hear those those moments and that everybody has those kind of weird things that happen when you're oh yeah performing (laughs) um so uh i i kind of sticking around the just being creative and stuff uh you know, because that's so applicable to just anyone. Would you say that, you know, since you've been making music for so long, um, would you say that it's, there's any lessons that you've learned that kind of go outside of regular, just like outside of the music into your regular life? Hmm. And I can give you, for example, like I've noticed since I started this podcast, I will, I, uh, I'll put it, I'll create it. I'll, I'll get in touch with the people. I'll do the whole bit, do the interview. And then once I put the interview out, I'm like, it's no longer mine. I'm not going to look at what, like, it's, it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to listen to it again. And so I've noticed that that kind of informs my life in the sense of like, now I know I can do work. I can do it as hard as I can do it my best. And then after that, it's no longer my control. So it's kind of helped me loosen my control over um, creating things, you know, like I'm allowed to create things, but what happens after they're created is up to the world. Yeah, well, you can start. Yeah, well, it's like that when you record an album, because you work so hard on it for so long and you hear the songs like one billion times. And uh, so when it's out, it's like, okay, we're done with this one like that so i i can um yeah what do you say absolutely and what i was uh, thinking if if there's something i have uh, like learned uh during all these years is that for me it works if i don't spend too much time thinking about what's good or bad i finish it Mm. when i have finished it i know i've reached the end I can go back and like edit it, but I need to finish it because then I know that's like my strategy nowadays. Do something, finish it, then go back. Um, And I just thought about what you said, Jerry, about uh, being in the process. And once it's out, we're already, me and Jerry, we are working on songs for the next EP. And I think both you and me have kind of forgotten about the EP that is going to be released on the third. Mm. I myself have kind of let it go now. So I'm mm. I'm on the next EP now. That's really yeah. interesting. And it does reflect kind of, you know, similar experiences because, you know, sometimes I'll record a batch of these. You know, I, I have two interviews today and, you know, I'll try to, you know, a plan to put you guys is out near, you know, when the album comes out. And, um, 
but then people will message me like, Oh, you, you guys talked about this. I'm like, I don't even remember what, like that was, I'm, I'm, I'm writing questions for the next one. Like I'm, I'm here. And it's interesting because I used to write, I, I reviewed one of your, one of the EPs for a, a, a magazine, an online magazine. And, uh, and it's so interesting to think about it from your perspective, knowing that like, once you guys release it, like you're, you've already done everything. Like you're, you're done. You're, and we're all just now talking about it. So now we have to like, now you got to come back and listen to us blab for a while about. But you, you also think released. about, I think you think about what can we do next? That is even better. Mm. And um, I think that's why you're doing this. You, I think you're hunting like the perfect song and there will never be a perfect song. And that's why you continue. You just have to do it again and again and again, because it's never perfect. So, right. And I love your thought about just finishing because I mean, I, I can't count how many people I've, I've known that including myself who started a new thing, this is the new thing I want to try. And they just never finish it because they're already judging whether it's good or bad in the midst of doing it. And like you said, yeah. like finishing and then going back is. Because the easy parts, the easy part of being creative is having an idea. Like mm. you get an idea for a verse or a course. The hard part is to actually do something about it and to finish it that's that's the work and that's why you just have you just when you have a good idea you can't let it go you just have to do it you have to do the work and finish it yeah Otherwise, tell me about tell me about yeah. it. on the first ep that we released uh rebirth uh, i think it's the first song called ruler of the world those verses in that song I wrote them when I was like 20, wow. 20, 19, 19, 20 years old. And they, and I loved those, uh, you know, the, the verses, but I couldn't come up with a, a chorus for one way or another. I hadn't, I have no idea, but these verses have followed me. I, I'm 40, 48 now. And we released it a couple of years ago. So yeah. these have just followed me, followed me around. And then suddenly, and I have always tried for each and every album release or, or to record a new album, I have always brought up those uh, verses for myself, not to the guys, <laughs> but but for myself. i got to do something about it. i got to find the chorus, you know. But then suddenly now, a couple of years ago, it just came and it was, yeah, that's it. Now it's here. And then I presented to the guys. Oh, we recognize those verses, man. You know, like, yeah, man, now they've cool. found their home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's, a, that's another lesson I have learned. If you, if you come up with a good idea and you play it over and over again, trying, you're, you're trying to do like, you have a verse and you're trying to do a chorus you might end up being stuck in the verse because you you practice on stopping where the verse ends mm -hmm. you're not practicing continuing it so, so you will get stuck there and then i think the only way to do it is like you did you just have to wait mm -hmm. until one day yeah <laughs> uh, yeah 
probably put it in a locker somewhere and mm -hmm. get it a chance, give it a chance some years later. It's a very interesting, you know, the whole music thing, the writing thing. It's it's really interesting where it all come from, you know. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I have to say, um, I have learned because Jerry's been extremely productive. Um, I don't know anybody who has who can be this productive. I, how did you even write like um, the first three albums that quick? I when you listen to it today, it's I can't understand it. So I have learned a lot from Jerry just by listening to our old music and yeah. Right, and it's it's cool too because there's some element of of kind of trusting that the thing will come when it's supposed to come which is another lesson that you i mean obviously we should be doing the work we should be like building routines that help our lives and all this stuff but at the same time as hard as you wanted to you couldn't force the chorus i mean you probably could have but you wouldn't have been happy with it but it was coming whenever it was ready to come and that's kind of a cool thing to see in the music and how how that happens who knows? Sometimes I think like I'll have an idea of something creative and I'll kind of think I'll just let it simmer and I won't do it. Then I'll see somebody else do the exact same thing. And I'll be like, oh, it's like the idea was just floating around in the ether looking for like somewhere to go, like some some antenna that worked. And uh, but sometimes, like like you said, just being patient, waiting for the for it to work and then but keep as you keep it alive. It's like you were keeping life in those verses until they were ready. And it's strange. Sometimes it's just one chord that is wrong. You you can sit with the thing and it just sounds awful. And you work with it and you can't get it right. And the end, in the end, you you find some chord that you didn't it, you do it by mistake and you just oh was it that easy to to find a solution right yeah that's it Ibula. you really hit the you know wow exactly and uh, that's that has happened to me loads of time it's always not always but mostly mistakes hmm. that lead that lead the song to a different place and uh, it's a wonderful thing just happens it's... you know oops oh wait you know like that Right. It's funny yeah. with uh, computers nowadays because when you work on something and you start like uh, you're doing a demo and you're doing the drums and you might do some copy paste and you paste it at the wrong section yeah. and it sounds wow that sounds so cool and then you start to work around with that idea instead and uh, yeah wow. that's cool. And it's also like everything you guys say about your process and how you see the whole process keeps reminding me of, of ways that this could just be regular life stuff. Like the idea that sometimes the thing that, that mistake ends up leading you to the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you could say, oh man, I lost my job. This is the worst. And then two months later, you have this new thing that you love or whatever. That could be any, any, you know that's why they talk about failure so much about you know how how useful failures are and growing and stuff and i'm hearing it like in the music that you guys write knowing that like these songs that i love so much could have come from a mistake that you made 
you know it's yeah, just exactly. yeah mistakes and you also give each other ideas i get mm. i mean i get so much so many ideas from our drummer thomas mm. uh, we start recording and he's doing some amazing stuff and some subtle uh, stuff on on the hi-hat maybe and you just i want to i want to be part of that i want to do something mm. with that so, so you get lots of ideas from right on the other guys exactly and that's the whole you know when we we always start to record uh, uh, the drums that's the first thing so and then we get the drum files and then we start to work individually on on the songs and that it's exactly what ola says uh, that's where the real work, you know, the arranging stuff, uh, there are lots of stuff already arranged in here that on the demo, but like Ola said, when the Thomas is hitting something or doing something different that doesn't sound exactly like our demo, then we start to think in different ways. And it was that on this album, the, the latest one, uh, it happens quite, a, it happened quite a lot on this. So it was a tricky, uh, album or EP to, to record. This was the hardest actually, because we were all working really creative. And uh, you should see the message, you know, we have a group where we always uh, write, you know. So uh, there were loads of songs on, on this uh, EP that changed completely, not, you know, almost completely. Different mm -hmm. parts and stuff, you know. Oh, yeah, you know, it's a great right. process. Yeah. Well what else I like when you, especially when you talk about, you know, hearing, you know, the, the drums, so something little diff, different, you being like, oh, I want to be part of that. It, it reminds me of, and I used to, you know, and I know, you know, practice and, and working at being a musician is, is work, but we always say I play guitar, I play keyboard, like that word play, I think is really important. And when you said, oh, he's doing that, it almost made me think like when you're a kid, you're like, I want to play. Let me, I'll play with you. And he made up a little thing like a, here's a new game. Oh, ooh, let me play. Here's my, you know, even if you're like, I'll be Superman. Okay. I'll be, you know, but that yeah. play, that element of play is kind of what you're doing. Now you're, you've honed it to like, make it a real, like, you know, functioning machine, but at the same time, there's still play involved. And I, I always, I always liked, I feel like that word got forgotten when you're like, oh, I play guitar. It's like, yeah, that means I practice, but it also is just finding notes, playing around, seeing what happens. And I, I like that that's still happening within you, within the band. And I, yeah, and I, I think we really are doing it as a band. And sometimes we take it to an extreme where I myself can think, this is a bit phony. It's cringe. <laughs> Should we really do this? <laughs> and then Jerry says, yeah let's do it because who cares we think it's fun it's not serious mm -hmm. so uh, those elements that sometimes can feel a bit odd mm -hmm. becomes a really really good different thing in the song right yeah i feel like being uncomfortable maybe that's like a nice little compass to be like i don't know about this but like all right well now i gotta do it <laughs> like it was the same thing do you remember remember ola when we came up with the concept for circus pandemonium uh i think i came up with the you know the circus theme and i presented it to you and you said like 
wait a minute, isn't this like a cliche? It feels like a cliche. We play progressive rock and we'll do a circus album. I don't know. But that's, and then you turn and you said that, well, that's exactly what we're, why we are doing it. And let's twist it in our way. Because uh, when people hear, you know, a progressive rock album is, is called Cir in, uh, about a circus, but it's not obvious when it comes to our music because we play, you know, we play around with all these stuff, you know, that nobody else does. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it's you're going to do it through your lens. You yeah. know, you you could even though we said it earlier, you could write a dragon castle song, and I bet you anything, it would not be anything we'd ever heard before. You <laughs> know, and I think actually we had a sound engineer that during last epic, I think he said, "I I don't get your music. It it just it sounds like circus music," and I think we discussed that when we did Circus Pandemonium. Because we had did we had done um, silence before that, and um, uh, we kind of during silence we we had lots of people saying that we should go into a more commercial direction. We kind of listened to those uh, people a little bit. So there are things maybe on that album that we aren't too happy about because maybe we listen too much. So when we did Circus Pandemonium, we kind of said, okay, let's do this circus concept cliche because people still are still saying that we're a circus band. So let's do it like Hold really on. do a circus album. Right. That's yeah, that... It was like, you know, release the beast uh, mm. thing when we did that because we came from silence. Uh, we, uh, Silence is not a bad record by any means, but uh, there, like Ula said, there are stuff on it that maybe, you know, maybe not fitted us so well. Uh, so it was great to release, to do the Circus album because that's, you know, that's act, real act, right. you know. <laughs> right. So, and, you know, just for the, because I'm sure we'll, your fans will listen to this too, some of, and uh, will probably be itching to talk about the upcoming, you know, uh, EP. So when you talk about, I mean, Silence and Circus Pandemonium, obviously you can see a major, just like you explained, major difference, um, both of which I absolutely love. Silence was my first, so I have a yeah. little bit of like entry point love for that, of course. Um, but now, if we talk about, you know, the the EPs and how this new one kind of differs that, you know, from the other other stuff and how it might be similar, because I found when I listened to it, I found both elements. I found like, oh, that's that's new. That's unexpected. And also some stuff that just felt like cozy. Oh, that's act. That's the stuff. That's the the stuff I'm used to. So um, could you maybe talk a little bit about the new one? And I know that you're done with it, but like how the process of, you know, creating it or anything you want to say about it, because just, I know your fans are going to be like, well, the new one's coming out. Let's talk about this. Mm. Yeah. May, may I start just uh, by, by the, um, the whole uh, thing with these EPs uh, is a really great thing to work with because we don't have to, to release a full length album by act. It takes like six years to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, 
we came up with this idea to stay fresh, you know, to come up with new stuff each and every year instead of, you know, working on one album for six years. So, and that's the great thing about this. I can recommend this to all artists out there to do it like this, actually. Because, and the aim for this one, the latest one, was actually the 80s. Mm. That's it. 80s, like that. We tried to do some, what would, what would act sound like if we were in the 80s? That was the aim or mm -hmm. the theme for it. And you can very clearly hear that, that in some right. parts. Yeah, yeah. Ula. Yeah, I don't remember the, the, the original question. We were talking about the latest EP, how it did. Yeah, just, or, yeah really but, anything about the latest EP that you want yeah, to share. But, but I know when we had the songs uh, finished and we were talking about the songs, I, we kind of said that this is we're i mean our fans might be expecting us to sound uh in a certain way because that's what they're used to and this album will not sound quite like what they're used to so mm. we kind of okay are we okay with that and we we discussed it and we said we need to challenge ourselves and do new stuff and by that, we have to challenge our fans as well. Um, we, we have been playing together for over 25 years. We have done, this is our ninth album. We can't do the same thing all over again. We have to try things, mm -hmm. even if that's uncomfortable for us, and even if it's uncomfortable for our fans. So we, we are well aware that we are challenging ourselves and our fans on this EP. And we might do that on the next EP as well. We, we think we have the freedom to do it, but we don't have the freedom to be completely like um, wild and do crazy, like something we, we can't do like- uh, Bee Gees. No, <laughs> Bee Gees or like a funk album. We still have to be, the core has to be act. Right. And we need our core elements, um, right. but we still have to like, yeah. And I, it's it's funny that you you say you hear it on the album that it's different and some elements are the same but, mm -hmm. because we're well aware of it. Right, because I mean it's still your voice as a band. Like it's still it's just like it's a new idea from a same the same voice almost. Like I can tell who it is but there are times where I was caught unexpected. Um, and, but then uh, even to the, to speak to the other side, uh, having the, the Emily character, right. Um, which even as I was listening, I was, it was one of those things where it felt like deja vu where I was just like, why do I know who I feel like I was like, Oh, of course I know. And then like, and it just brought that back up. So it's, it's a nice dance. It almost feels like you're, because I think a lot of bands, especially within genres that aren't mainstream, you know, progressive and and unexplainable bands, even uh, we, you and the fans kind of have like a the the fans at least take it very personal. You know, it's very you're like you're our little bands, you know, and whatever. And so a lot of times you just kind of go on the adventure with them, 
You know what I mean? That's how I see it at least where it's just like, let's, let's do it. Like whatever they want to do, like I want to hear it. And sometimes it lands with some people. Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I've had favorite bands that put stuff out that I was like, I see what you're doing, but <laughs> I can't. But the fun part is, is just going on the adventure with them, I think. And yeah, we, I... we, we, we set, we have done, I mean, we have ourselves to blame on some things because uh, we we have some of our fans like the more harder parts, the more when we go towards metal. Some say that that's not what they like about us. They like more the poppy stuff. Some like more the queeny stuff. And if we listen too much of all of these, we will just be completely, our brains will, we can't get it together. So, mm -hmm. so we can't satisfy everybody. We just have to do our thing. And uh, yeah. We have to stand behind everything that we do. We have to love everything that we release. There's not right. one single bit that we don't like and love, you know, like. Right. Yeah, it's very important, yeah. Yeah, and I think that comes across, and I think that's why um, fans can form a really tight relationship with a band like that. Because if the passion's coming through, you know, then you can reflect that back. You know, it's just like it's just authentic. You know, I think that's kind of the thing. Like being authentic kind of goes a long way in regular life and in creative stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So um, we are approaching an hour closing in a little bit and i always ask uh, the same final questions right um so one of which is um i started this podcast for one of the one of the reasons i started it was just to share things that i like you know you know uh, whether it's a person i find interesting a, a philosophy a, uh, someone wrote a book um so of course when you guys mentioned hey we're we're looking for reviewers or whatever interviews. I was like, well, you're in my top five of all time. So I'm going to share this with as many people as I possibly can. But that being said, I think it's kind of normal. People like to share stuff, talk about your favorite albums, favorite books, favorite practices, whatever, even just suggestions on how to, you know, what your favorite exercises are, like all these things. People like to talk and say, hey, check this out. So if you could suggest something, just whatever, it could be as minuscule as a TV show, or it can be a favorite album. It can be anything at all that you're just like, hey, you guys should check this out. What would you suggest? I can say something. I just read um, the Three Body Problem uh, trilogy. Um, okay. It's a sci-fi uh, book. It blew my mind completely. It's, okay. um, I recommend it. Who's it by? That's all I Sorry? Who, who is it written by? Yeah, I can't pronounce his name. It's a oh. Chinese uh, guy. Oh, okay, cool. Well, that's Three why Google... problem. Read it. Yeah. Right, got it, got it, cool. Uh, I can recommend, uh, wait a minute. Well, this is, uh, is this all only audio? It'll Maybe. be audio and video. We'll do both. And video, okay. Then I would recommend recommend this one. Just gonna put my headphones on again. Okay. I this is 
really new to me, but it's not new to the world because it's been released. I, I think it's been out for 10 years or something, but it's new to me. And the whole album, the new album, is uh, I only played on this keyboard. Okay, so and what? I, 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 I'm in love. I'm, I'm really yeah. in love with this. It's, it's the best keyboard I've ever played on. Yeah, the sounds are just fantastic, and I'm telling the whole world this. So what, <laughs> I just what, love this. What, it's a um, Roland FA06, and I know a lot of keyboard players. Oh, that one! I, you know, uh, but it's new to me, so I recommend this. Yeah, you know, and, and <laughs> that's all. And you know, it's like a new instrument, a new guitar, a new keyboard can can bring new life into oh, the yeah. process. So. Oh yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. That's the first time anyone's just grabbed a yeah. keyboard off the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's a that's a cool answer. So yeah. my last uh, my last question is: um, Are you familiar with the story of Peter Pan? You know the oh, Peter yeah. Pan sure. story. Sure. So yeah. in Peter Pan, there's Lost Boys in Neverland, and those Lost Boys get some pixie dust, and then they think of a happy thought, and that's what elevates them. It like fills them with joy and makes them fly, and they can they can fly at that point. So if you were a lost boy in Neverland, what's the happy thought? What's the thing you can think of that just kind of fills you with some joy? Oh, wow. Tough question. Wow. Hmm. Joy. Well, Swedish snows, maybe. What is that? <laughs> That, that counts. Sweet, we'll go with it. Swedish, uh, we call it snooze. It's uh, we're the only country in the whole world that have have this. I think we put it on so the what lip. Is it? It's uh, nicotine. Oh. It's nicotine. Oh, okay. And not not like chewing tobacco. It's like okay. you have it here under your lip. <laughs> okay. You know what? That's a happy thought. You know, where's what? my snooze? You know? I, I'm my off. happy my happy yeah. thought is just to think about the day when I quit doing that stuff. <laughs> right. Okay, well you guys will be a little team in Neverland where you can yeah. play yeah. off each other. I thought you had yeah. quit, Jerry. No, I quit. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I was doing it for 27 years. Then I quit for three years, and then uh, a friend of mine uh, gave me one at the party, and I was like. Oh yeah, that, that thing. I like that. I love that thing. So I start. I started again. <laughs> you have to do something. My my drug is coffee. I drink too much. Yeah, right. We all have a a thing that's yeah. like that. Like as easy it is to point fingers and say this is good, this is bad. We all have a yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah we'll say again. You're the first person to suggest nicotine as the <laughs> happy thought. <laughs> so well, I'm the uh, first one bringing down a keyboard and right, showing yeah. nicotine to the whole world. A yeah. lot of a lot of firsts on this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, is there anything else you guys want to share about you know new album? Anything at all? Anything you want to promote? Um, I'm all for it. Otherwise, I'm feeling pretty good. If you are, yeah, you can just say made... that we have uh, the first single coming out on Friday. <clears throat> so if you, I don't know if you're gonna send it before Friday, but on Friday, yeah, it'll probably. Let's see. I, I'll probably have it either next week or the week after it'll be closer to the release of the full ep probably all right but we yeah, recorded, so we'll just... 
we have recorded three videos, the promo videos for, for this uh, EP as well. And uh, cool. they will follow along uh, uh, as we release the singles. So perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, well, and if again, you and if you yeah. haven't seen it, go into our YouTube channel and watch our full concert from um, KB in Sweden. Right, I highly recommend that too. I just I watched it last night while I was prepping for this, so ah. um, so so good. I mean, it might not unless someone gets you here to the states. That might be my best shot. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Great. Well, um, I feel good about this and I appreciate you guys being on and we'll always look forward to your new music. Um, like I said, top five all time for me. So I just appreciate all the art you've made. It's amazing. Thanks Thank a lot. You. It means a lot. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, guys. I will talk to you later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Bye -bye. Take care. Bye-bye.